save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions on TorqueMag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting apps. You can also download directly from WMR.fm. WordPress 6.2 was recently released, and it's a huge update for WordPress particularly the way the site editor works. With this release, we're almost at the end of Gutenberg phase two, which focused on full site editing through content blocks. So that means that soon WordPress will begin working on Gutenberg phase three, which is multi-author collaboration. To talk about the new features in 6.2 and what's next for Gutenberg, we're joined today by Justin Tadlock, a WordPress developer relations advocate via Automatic, who is also a release co-manager for Gutenberg 15.4 and 15.5, which just came out today. Congrats to Justin and the team on that. Justin, let's get started with just your origin story. How did you get into WordPress? I was just telling somebody this morning, uh, the April 15th, this month will be my 20th blogging anniversary. Uh, so blogging for 20 years, but I didn't start with WordPress until a couple of years later. What I wanted to do was be a writer that, that's, uh, I want to be a novelist one day, hopefully. Um, but I needed a way to share my work, you know, with the world. And that's really how I found WordPress, uh, because mm -hmm. I was tired of just putting all my blog posts in one big giant text file at the time I needed just something to manage it. And after that, I just, uh, I kind of stumbled into the, like the theme design world and eventually plug-in developments. I'm trying to think, uh, after that, I started my own business, a uh, theme and plug-in business. And I think it was 2007 or eight, you know, around mm -hmm. then I wasn't great at business. So eventually I moved on to writing for the WP Tavern at one point. And now I'm over at automatic as a developer relations advocate, just having fun. Yeah, that's awesome. We're definitely a fan of your writing over on WP Tavern while you were there. And um, really cool work that you're doing now with, with WordPress and, you know, with the Gutenberg team. As was, I said at the beginning of the show, WordPress 6.2 just came out. And some folks I was telling this news to, and they were like, oh, it's just a small dot number release. It's not a big deal. But this is one of the larger changes that I've seen to WordPress. In particular, when you go into the site editor, it's totally different looking. Justin, in your opinion, what is maybe the most important new feature in 6.2 for agencies and web developers to know about? 
Well, it's like you said, the, uh, the slight editor, uh, like the new design there, and we uh, also re removed the, uh, beta label. Um, so it's sort of official that, Hey, it's time to work with site editor, build block themes. I think we still have a long ways to go in terms of the more advanced features that, you know, some developers may need for like custom client builds. But I think 6.2 for me is the release, like where we can really say it's time to build block themes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in terms of developer features, I mean, there's so many, uh, just neat things to me. Like, uh, we have just like the smaller things, like you have bot shadow supports, uh, for blocks. There's the custom CSS, which also comes in handy with the client work. If you need to do some cowboy coding and on the fly and, you know, add some custom CSS from the editor, you know, maybe you're on vacation you don't have your full build stack or something. There's just a ton of smaller, you know, updates, fixes. I mean, it's always continually becoming greater or the experience is becoming better. That custom CSS that you're talking about, that's new, I guess. I never touched that aspect, but ju just the way you kind of mentioned how much easier that is for a developer to come in and they can add custom CSS to like blocks now through the site editor, right? Yes, uh, you can add them on a, like a global level and you can also add them on the yeah, block at a uh, level too. Mm -hmm. Before we had the additional CSS option within the customizer. So part of this is like bringing uh, feature parity to the site editing experience. Uh, so, you know, that's not split up. I knew lots of people used it for, you know, quick things. Some people use it for everything. But I do like the idea of putting uh, some CSS for specific blocks uh, because that's more of an, uh, like an atomic design approach. Mm -hmm. Right now, the management of that is not where I think it should be. Like if you have, uh, just say you want to change your heading blocks to have a certain line height or whatever it may be, then you would have to kind of dig into the editor to find that because there's no central location for all of your CSS. Mm -hmm. If we can improve that management experience and the next few releases, I, I think it would be, I mean, it'd be one of the best like design features in WordPress. Absolutely. As just a user, I think one of the things that I first noticed in 6.2 was that new browse mode. Previously, you look at a theme and if it was a, an older style theme, you would hit use a customizer and now you use the site editor. And when you click on a new block based theme, there's a whole new way to view it. The, the way it opens up just feels really sleek and magical. It's part of the browse mode and it's just the navigation's changed. And the thing that really got me, you know, I didn't see it at first. I kind of had to like look around to learn about it. But the the style book feature, which is um, for some reason, the icon's kind of like an open eye. But when you click on that, now you can go in and see previews of all your blocks as they would appear and you kind of see them by category. So it's all the core blocks and all your third-party blocks. Um, you can see how paragraphs will look and you can kind of make changes, you know, in, in this thing. So anytime there's anything that I'm like, oh, I need to change the way this looks, I know exactly I need to go to the style book and make my changes there. And it's super cool that like, I can also do it with third-party stuff. So it makes sense that I can change how my media displays. Like, do I want rounded edges or gradients or something like that? And it makes sense that I could edit paragraphs there or lists there. But also my recipe card block for when I share my recipes on how to make Frito pies or something, my calendar widgets, all those things are in there too. And it's super cool seeing them like on the background and kind of 
as, you know, as they would look on the site and to be able to tweak them. I thought visually that was one of the most striking changes in 6.2 and it was super cool. Yeah, the uh, style book is one of my favorite features from both a user's uh, viewpoint and a developer standpoint. We're kind of trying to get away from this, uh, at least in theme design, we're trying to get away from the developer terminology and say creator more because you really don't have to be a developer to be a theme designer anymore. So let's say it's a great user and great creator feature. I know when I'm designing a theme, there's a lot of like blocks that I don't really test or use. And so having a, like a quick reference to, to those uh, via the style book has been a game changer in terms of mm -hmm. not having to set up a bunch of demo content for things I don't really need for a particular design, but wanting to make sure they look correctly. Justin, I don't know if you're on this team or not, but uh, I was talking to Aruba Ahmad last week and she suggested the style book should have a book icon. And if you have any say over there, I'm hoping maybe they can switch that open eyeball to maybe like a, a literal book <laughs> preview or something, a little icon that maybe explains a little more clearly what that does, because it's a powerful tool. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great idea. I'm not on the design team, mm -hmm. but if there's a ticket, I will definitely... Uh, highlight it yes uh, and try to push in any way i can because I, <laughs> I think yeah i think a book makes sense there well let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to continue talking to justin tadlock a wordpress developer who is also a core contributor working on gutenberg and he's going to tell us about more of the new features that we might have missed on 6.2 and what's coming in 6.3 and some of his predictions for the future of pattern editing so stay tuned for more Press This. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc, and I'm talking to Justin Tadlock, a WordPress developer relations advocate and core contributor sponsored by Automatic. We just talked about 6.2, which is a huge release. 
And I think the next thing we're going to start talking about is 6.3. And I think that maybe the starting point for this conversation is Gutenberg is split up into four phases. Phase two was full site editing by using block-based content. And phase three is going to be multi-user collaborative workflows. And it is said that Gutenberg 6.3 is going to be kind of the end of phase two. Justin, is that right? We are finally finished with phase two and ready to start on phase three? I don't want to really use the term finish with mm -hmm. the customization phase, which is phase two, because it feels like that's final and there will continually be new improvements and future releases to the customization components like the site editor, template editing, style book, global styles. But officially, like that phase is ending. And so like the big features, hopefully we, you know, maybe some of those happen in 6.3, but we're kind of in that preliminary, like planning phase three phase, uh, stage at this point. There's a great, like there's a, a post on, you know, the make uh, WordPress core blog, uh, that kind of outlines that the early talk about what that might look like, but much of the work will be like start on six, start during the, uh, 6.4 6 release cycle. And that is collaborative editing, um, and much more, I'm sure there's a lot of different things we're talking. I mean, the most, uh, important thing with that will be real time, uh, collaboration. So mm -hmm. having two or three people like work, you know, at the same time, we actually talked about this before the show bids, uh, collaborating via like Google docs, mm -hmm. especially when you're working with a team, you all need to come in, make comments, uh, change text without you completely overriding, uh, somebody else's work. One of the most exciting things about collaboration might be the, uh, publishing workflow. Uh, WordPress is not geared toward, uh, like say news organizations in any like real way. There's just a kind of a draft status and then like publish. There's no really great like flows, uh, for that go beyond like the basic blogging setup. So mm -hmm. I, I'm really interested in seeing like what the community can build with that. Yeah. Um, there are some, there's a few great plugins I'm sure that already handle it, but post revisions is, uh, going to be a part of that phase. How I don't know, you know, what that's going to look like. Uh, we, we have like a very foundational version of post revision revisions where we have for years. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I, 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 there are probably many ways that can be improved upon. Um, but I mean, there's so much I'm, that's, uh, that we can still do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited to see what, you know, all the developers and the WordPress community, you know, come up with. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you and I both kind of come from like news backgrounds, news site backgrounds. So we, we instantly think about like uh, working with an editor, doing collaboration and needing to do it in Google Docs so that other people can kind of edit with us. But I, I think what's what's missing uh, or what a lot of people aren't thinking about is this multi-user collaboration, multi-author collaboration isn't just going to be in the post editor. It's going to be that that, you know, the actual site design uh, in yeah. theory could be could be done collaboratively as well. So you could be working with your client and kind of making changes mm -hmm. real time, uh, you know, not just the post editor. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I heard somebody, uh, uh, it's been a while back talk about, uh, that aspect, you know, working with a client in real time, um, 
you know, could save a lot of back and forth, um, you know, submitting this, you know, design mockups and just mm -hmm. have them there with you. Um, it's a really great idea. So is it too early for agencies to start telling their clients about collaboration? If it starts in 6.4, might not really be something that agencies kind of want to share with their users until near the end of Gutenberg phase three, or is it something that's going to kind of maybe work from the start? I'm, I'm just kind of predicting here, but I'm just wondering if this is something that, that agencies should already start telling their users about. I wouldn't at this point. Uh, there's no roadmap yet on when a specific feature will land. At least I envision that this would probably start more with the block, the, like the post editor, mm -hmm. uh, rather than say site editing. Um, just like a first revision of it. That's what I'm, I envision anyway. I, I don't know what it will look like. It's still like a planning phase, you know, let's talk this out right now. So it but, could be several releases before you're really talking to clients about what that might look like. You, you mentioned earlier that one of the big things about 6.2 is Gutenberg phase two or the site editor is no longer kind of in beta. Um, so that is a thing probably clients and agencies should be talking about is like, hey, this thing is now like polished, it's ready to go. So that's the conversation maybe they should be having is about, you know, the site editor if they're not already using it. Yeah, it yeah, it just depends on your client, uh how how much freedom they have in with design tools. Uh I know mm -hmm. some people like to uh completely lock that down to just content creation for the client. Um, but if you have clients who maybe want to, you know, change a few of those things, sure. Um and have have those conversations, uh, introduce them, um, create learning material around it. Yeah, I think the site editor is a great tool. But it can have a huge learning curve mm -hmm. uh, for somebody who might be unfamiliar with it. So that's, I think that's just going to be on an individual like agency uh, basis, um, dependent on their specific client. Um, and you were mentioning that there's this before the show, you and I were talking and you were mentioning there's some really cool things you're excited about that didn't quite make it into 6.2 and will probably be coming out in 6.3 and that kind of like. Um, you know, final final chapter before phase uh, Gutenberg phase three begins. Uh, what are some of those missing features that we're going to see in that next release? Yeah, so one of my favorite features that I've been looking forward to is uh, there's a template types that you can register. Uh, you can add to block patterns as a developer. Uh, you say you create a say uh, you create a four or four pattern or like the, that would specifically be for an error 404 page, or maybe mm -hmm. you create like three or four different versions of it with different designs. And then you allow the user to, uh, when they create their 404 template and the site editor, they can choose between those patterns, uh, from the start. Like they can just say, add new template, you know, 404 and all of these register patterns show up that are specific to that template. Um, like the API for that was added in 6.2, I believe. Um, and right now 6.2, when you go to create a new template, it just gives you like a fallback and a, or an empty like blank slate to start from. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully in 6.3 is at least this in Gutenberg, uh, 15.5, mm -hmm. uh, you can you know, theme authors can start registering those and you know, having them ready. 
Uh, it can be anything, four or four patterns, uh, single post, archive, you know, whatever you may. They're, they're just specifically tied to the template uh, creation process. Um, yeah, and and that's that template types feature in the API, um, which is in 6.2, but the UI isn't isn't finished yet, but it should be in 6.3. Yeah. Well, I think that's another good spot for us to take our final break here before we come back and continue talking to Justin. I, I actually would like to hear more about how um, developers can use these block patterns. So maybe we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned for more Press This with Justin Tadlock. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc, and I'm talking to Justin Tadlock, a WordPress developer relations advocate and a core contributor sponsored by Automatic. Justin, it's been really fun talking to you today. And I, I know you were just talking about block patterns and how agencies can use them uh, or how developers can use them. As a blogger, I'm not using block patterns that often. They just don't come up that often for me. And I'm kind of looking to understand more about how uh, developers who work with clients could maybe use these patterns in interesting ways. Because I, I guess I'm used to all this work being done upfront to get the site to look good. And I'm, I'm just not quite grokking um, the, the long-term benefits that could come from working you know, with a block pattern. If you were an agency, what would you be telling me as a user about the beauty here? Yeah. I think uh, patterns are, are are super useful outside of the blogging uh, world for business websites across the board because you can, uh, as a developer designer, you can uh, create kind of a cert like a specific set of like like starting points. So let's say if you want to add, uh, let's say you're a restaurant and you want to add like a like a specials menu or something on a new page, or you can just, your, your developer can design this pattern. You can just stick it in, um, through the pattern inserter and then just change the content without having to, you know, create a, the layout aspect of that, um, mm -hmm. which can be complicated if you're using like columns and, you know, row or in group and stack blocks, uh, whatever it may be. So like patterns right now are very much starting points for adding a, an advanced design that would be, that you can obviously do with the block editor, but you can't, that, that is harder to do uh, for mm -hmm. a non-technical user. Um, I think in the long term, what we're really missing is for patterns, uh, let's, once a pattern is inserted into the editor, it's no longer a pattern, it is just blocks. Uh, what we're missing is the ability to update those patterns, uh, from a developer perspective. For example, uh, I had somebody mention recently that they had a client with 30 landing pages that all each individually had, uh, the query loop block that was all in three column grids. And they needed to go in and update every one of those query loop blocks to be four columns. And instead of doing that just in one pattern, they had to do it on the page because they had already been inserted. So there's mm -hmm. no way to like update all those instances yet. Um, so we need something that's in between patterns and like say reusable blocks, like a middle ground there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, uh, from outside of an agency perspective, like, uh, 
you know, maybe a theme shop. I think theme shops can really lean on patterns a lot because that's mm-hmm. a big, like it's a selling point. These are your bullet points. Like here are the awesome, you know, you can build any kind of site. We have patterns for those types of sites. I think those are the things that you, you would sell as a theme shop now. Um, like these, say you want to do a pattern set uh, for restaurants, maybe a pattern set for a salon or your mm-hmm. wedding site. Uh, and you could do this all on like build like one master theme or whatever it may be. Um, and sell like the extras. Uh, okay. Of course, I'm not in the, uh, the theme shop game anymore. So I'd like to see what more and more people who are in that, that uh, world are going to do with them now. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as, as you kind of mentioned, being able to change these patterns later, but have them, you know, not have to go and change each one individually. That's something you can do in a block pattern that you wouldn't be able to do with, a, well, a, I'm trying to remember the other, the customized block, but uh, but that, that is something you could do with a block pattern is go in later and kind of change something and it'll globally change for previous versions. Well, that's, that's the, uh, the problem right now. That's the, that's the problem that needs to be fixed is the, mm-hmm. uh, global changing of all of the patterns uh, well, while still maintaining the content that the user may have, you know, altered. We're not quite there yet, but that's like my, not just my hope, but a, a lot of, uh, theme authors I've talked to, that is one of the, uh, big feature requests. So I'm making sure I'm, I'm getting it out there that <laughs> everybody who's ever talked to me about that, uh, I just mentioned it a lot uh, or I mentioned it on the podcast. So I think that's a great spot for us to wrap up to learn more about what Justin is working on. You can follow him on Twitter at Justin Tadlock. Uh, Justin, I really appreciate you joining me here today. And I appreciate the folks who tuned in and listened. If you have any questions for us at press this, you can also reach us through Twitter at the torque mag. Or you can find previous episodes of Press This on TorqueMag.io, as well as on WMR.fm. Remember, you can subscribe on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download directly from WMR.fm. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love spotlighting members of the community each week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.